Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. In the United States, the average age that women lose their virginity is 17.2 years old. But of course, that doesn't mean it happens at that age for everybody. So if you are a 20-something woman who has yet to go all the way, what is it like to date? And what happens when it finally happens? I am Elisa Benson, host of the Cosmopolitan.com Happy Hour podcast. We are here every week. And I am joined by some gorgeous 20-something women who live and work in New York City that are going to talk about being virgins and in one person's case not being a virgin anymore (laughs) to put it bluntly so let me introduce who i'm in the room with um right over here to my right is Alyssa, who's 25 years old and a writer for l.com hi Alyssa. hi Alyssa. hi we go way back yes we do yes exactly to our cosmo days um also in the room is cheyenne who is 22 year old publicist hi cheyenne hey Alyssa. hey and 27 year old malia griggs who spoiler alert is no longer a virgin hi malia hi way to give it away (laughs) way to give it away i know (laughs) so malia the reason you are on this episode is because we also worked together at cosmo like one million years ago and you wrote a piece for the magazine way back when that was like i'm a virgin working at cosmo it was help i'm a virgin working at cosmo help Help. so you got help you got help i think i read that. yeah i think oh really yeah it was a it was a cover line and you know the defining moment of my young life the defining moment of your That's young a joke exactly. yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um no it was really i forgot about the help but i remember it being like i didn't forget about you help. did not forget yeah. about it yeah you did not forget well here you are you got help so malia you're kind of representing like i have cheyenne and Alyssa. i have like a lot of questions about you guys so we're gonna dive right in and then malia you're kind of here to represent the like what happens after it finally happens point the of view. epilogue the epilogue yeah. exactly yeah but i know you also well i have a lot of questions for you too so we're gonna we're gonna get to that but Alyssa and cheyenne i feel like i'm gonna ask you the question that you guys probably get asked more than any other question although if there's a different question you get asked more than any other question you should tell me but i guess i just want to ask why like do people always say that like why though oh yeah of course it's like the first thing that um people guys tell me they're basically like to assume reasons they're like oh is it because you're religious or this and that and no the reason i'm a virgin is because like well some of us like my mother kind of taught us like sex is a really valuable thing like it's kind of she saw it as sacred but and i grew up like in this household being told like don't have sex until like you're in love with somebody until you're engaged whatever like save it and like then i went to college and then like i worked at cosmo and being in an environment where people were just like you know sex is really great it's really fun and hearing that instead of like sex is like this really big serious scary thing like it kind of made, made me reevaluate where it is the reason i'm a virgin is because i want to meet somebody i really love because that is something that means something more to me but you know also it's just like 
um, I think it's a wonderful thing to do. I just kind of feel like in dating culture here, so many guys will just like sleep with my friends. Like they'll go on a couple dates, whatever, and then it happens, and then just like leave two weeks later. Right. And it's just like it's like a total stranger. Yeah. It's like I want to be treat. I want to be loved. Like I want someone to really yeah. stick around. And I just am not convinced that a lot of the guys I date will really do that. So right. until I'm sure. I'm happy just waiting out. You're happy waiting it out. I have, like, I have to just say, I have intense, like, stranger danger about, like, since I became single again, <laughs> I just think everyone, not even that I think everyone is a serial killer, but, like, everyone is going to steal my purse because that was the message my mom gave me. Yeah. <laughs> everyone is trying to steal your purse all the time. Anyway, Cheyenne, what about you? Like, is there a way you can sort of answer that question why? Because people must ask you that all the time. To be completely honest, I don't think I get why that often. So I don't really have, like, a... Um, a necessarily formed answer in okay. my head, but you're for, just like I don't know. But in my background, yes, I did grow up Christian, so I was taught that um that it's against the Bible to have premarital sex, and while I do kind of hold on to that, the other side of that is kind of like what my friend over here was saying. Um, shout out to Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> um. I never want to walk away from a situation where I don't feel respected or I feel as though I've been used. And I think that whenever it happens, it needs to be in a situation where it feels right and just hasn't felt right yet. Okay. Okay. And Malia, what about you back in the day? You talked about this. Basically, I feel like I reread your article from September 2012, Help. I'm still a virgin before I came here. And basically, your point of view at the time seemed a little just like, oh, it hasn't been the right moment. Yeah, that's essentially what it was. It wasn't that. Actually, I don't even like the word virgin because I feel like it's kind of like religious and on this pedestal. Sure. Like, ooh, she's, a, she's saving it in a box. Um, <laughs> but really, it was just timing wise, it hadn't happened. I went to a school that was mostly girls and gay guys. It was an art school. And so, I don't know, it didn't happen. And then in college, I just didn't find someone that I connected with and I wanted to have that connection with someone. Um, So yeah, but it wasn't that I didn't do anything. You know, I don't, it's not like I don't go home with people, but I just wouldn't take that step. Um, uh, And yeah, it wasn't religious, it was nothing, I just, I don't know, it just turned into a thing. And after a certain point, I had waited so long that I didn't want to just throw it away on, you know, a drunken night. Right. Um, a stranger. Right. Uh, My favorite word. A stranger. Yeah, podcast. yeah, yeah. Someone who might ghost me later or whatever. Right. Uh, and yeah, so I just kept putting it off. And then at some point, maybe around the time of the article, I started to sort of identify myself as that, or I felt like it was the thing that made me different um, and kind of set me apart. Um, and even now, now that I've had it, I still kind of struggle with that. Like, who am I now that I'm not that person, even though it, you know, was fairly anticlimactic, literally, experience. <laughs> uh, um, it's a good story. Uh, it's not a great follow-up article, but uh, yeah. Um, well, I definitely want to ask you more about your very anticlimactic yeah. story. Um, oh, but boy. I actually, I think it's interesting, like, hearing all of you guys in some ways, like, you might have slightly different reasons, or, like, Alyssa, you had mentioned your mom a little bit more, but, like, essentially, I feel like it's this weird, 
none of you guys are like I absolutely want to wait until marriage this is 100% what I believe like it's that kind of feels a little more like you know I kind of grew up thinking x y and z thing and then there was never the right guy only a bunch of random strangers but I think it is so hard because we live in this society where there is still a huge deal made out of virginity well yeah I'm glad you pointed that out because it's like even the word virgin is so loaded like what does it even mean really like anything you want it to but and of course you know as we all know like women are so judged for anything that they do sexually so I feel like part of what I'm reading and all of what you guys are saying is like yes this is important for a variety of reasons but it's also impossible to escape this context of it being the most important thing I think it's also important to note that just because you haven't had sex doesn't mean you're not sexual um, or that you don't enjoy the things that you do with someone um I don't know. I just I I had a couple of friends who waited until 25, 26 and they also it's I don't know. They didn't they didn't like feeling like they were being pigeonholed to being kind of prudish because they they weren't. Um, they just didn't they hadn't found someone they wanted to do that with. Well, I think there are a whole bunch of misconceptions about virgins. Do you guys feel like you encounter that and like what are things that you feel like people assume about you? Well, I had someone like call me a Mormon once. Like, I was, yeah, I was like out, and I I don't drink either. So I was like, oh, why are you a Mormon? Oh, I was like, that's like, that's quite a jump. With all due respect, like to them, like there's nothing wrong with that. But like to assume that much of my lifestyle is because I don't do two things that most twenty something people do. Right. Um, but I think like one of the stigmas. I just remember I was hanging out with friends. Like usually, like you know, strangers would be weird about it. But like one of my friends and I were on a walk, and we we're I was like talking about my frustration with dating. She's like, you know, you ever think that you might pass over, like, a great guy might cast over you because you're a virgin? I'm like, that's, like... Then is he really a great guy? Yeah, right, I yeah. mean, that, but, like, now I was just like, but, you know, it's hard, though, because, like, everybody out here is dating, and there's this expectation to have, especially in New York, to have sex so soon. I'd like to think, like, they're ugly because I'm romantic, that the right person isn't going to care. But reality is, will that right person even give me a chance if there's, like, all these other girls out there that will put out? Not to say that I'm going to compromise my values for it, like, I would much rather be alone and stick to my principles and, like, just give it up because everybody else is doing it. Right. It's interesting you talk about friends because I remember I had some friends that were like, you just need to do it. Like, it's not, it's going to suck and, you know, it's going to hurt and just, like, get it over with so you can get to the fun part. And I I always kind of resented that, that they would just be, I don't know, it felt almost like they had done it and they didn't, maybe they had some experiences they didn't like and they wanted me to be part of that, too, so they wouldn't feel like... I, you know, was getting I was getting something special, if that makes sense, or that I was making the quote right decision or right. A, right, a better choice when I was like, it's not a better. It's just we have different timelines. Right. It's almost like they wanted to justify that their own experience hadn't been great. To right. Just be like, oh, it's not going to be great for you either. Right. Just do it. Yeah. I kind of have gotten almost the opposite. A lot of my friends are kind of like, you know, you've waited this long, just keep waiting, please don't do anything oh. crazy. Oh my we don't want anything to happen to you or anything like that. And I think that's really interesting because I'm like, so all of you guys can do it, but I can't. I have to right. wait now. Right. So I think that's an interesting response that I get. I think it's interesting that like, so, and granted, this is because I'm the one asking questions, but like most of our conversation so far has been about sort of other people's reactions to it. You know, whether it was like the things my mom told me, the things that my church told me, like what my friends have said to me. Um, do you guys find it hard to separate like your personal feeling about it? Malia, you touched on this a little bit by saying like you almost 
started to identify as being like, I'm the virgin. Is it hard to separate? Like, do you ever wonder, like, is this what I even really think? Or am I getting confused by what everyone else is saying about sex? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I mean, same, actually. (laughs) No, I honestly feel like I've had... um I've done a pretty okay job of sev- of separating myself from what f- from the facts of my life, a fact of my life is that I am a virgin, but it doesn't mean that that's who I am. I feel like I am so much more than just that. Mm-hmm. And I think that anybody who comes into contact with me, although probably outside of this setting, because that's <laughs> what this is about, will easily see that I'm so much more than that. And they are actually very, very, very surprised when they find that out. Right, right. In this setting, this right. is all we talk about. This is all anyone is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so we have to talk about dating a little bit. I mean, Alyssa, you kind of said, like, you maybe have a little bit of a fear that like are people not going to be interested in me because I don't put out I'm kind of curious to know like is that partly because your understanding is that like most people are like sleeping together when they like first meet a guy on tinder or whatever whatever and also you don't say in your profile that you're you don't it's not like it's like hi i'm a virgin in your dating profiles which actually i feel like would probably get you weird attention i mean i was like almost thinking of doing that as a joke to see what would happen but um no i'll be like i mean i'm not gonna like hide it either i mean i've written about it online you can like search my name and find articles i don't mind and i don't I'm afraid, like, sometimes it will. Like, people will, like, Google me and be like, oh, it's a 20-something virgin from, like, Cosworth L. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be defined by that because I think it's just one tiny thing that can change in five minutes. But, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. For, like, dating and dating profiles and, like, my assumption that guys just want to sleep, it's just, like, you know, it's problems from my mother and, like, my friends. But I, I still just think it's just New York and just, like, I haven't really... Like, I mean, like, I've met guys, but I haven't really met any really exceptional great guys my age yet. And, you know, you know, it'll change eventually. I'm positive of that. But it's just, like, when I hear guys treat my friends so poorly, and that just becomes, like, the generalization for all guys. And I want so badly to be proven wrong. And I, right. I know I will. I'm going to be optimistic. But, like, when I hear that, I'm just like, okay, well, like, the majority of guys, like, they, I mean, they're they're young. They're just, like, they're working long hours, or they're, like, in business on Wall Street, like, they they don't have time to really court you or be romantic the way, like, I want to be. Right. It's so nice that you're like, they don't have time. I'm just like, those losers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those assholes. Cheyenne, what do you think? How does being a virgin, like, affect your dating life? Honestly, I think that's the kind of thing where I, again, I don't identify myself with it. So I don't necessarily, it's not the first thing I'll bring up. But if it, but I don't try to hide it. If it comes up, it mm-hmm. comes up, and I have no problem. I'm still telling a new guy that I'm dating that I'm a virgin. And in my experience so far, I've never seen a situation where someone had, ha- where I've gone my separate ways from someone just because of that. Mm-hmm. If that was part of it, then I don't know at this right. point. Then I've never fi- figured it out. And I honestly think that, kind of what Alyssa was saying, if. If it happens, it happens. If I meet the right person, it can happen. And also, I don't want to repeat a lot of the same mistakes or a lot of the same problems that I've seen happen to my friends. I don't want somebody to sleep with me and then the next day or two days later, all of a sudden, they have no idea who I am. Right. I'd, I'd feel really bad about that and I'd like to guard myself against it. 
Right. I'm just like realizing how sad this is sounding, like threading all this together. It's basically like everyone's friends has had horrible experiences losing their virginity and hooking up with people they meet in New York City. So it's like, yeah, what's the big rush, man? Um, Cheyenne, another thing that I wanted to ask you about is you mentioned earlier that people are surprised when they find out. Is that that's a common reaction that you get? And like, what do you like? What are things specifically that people have said to you that kind of stand out to you? Um, people are surprised because they feel that, for some of my friends, they say that I am oddly knowledgeable about sex for someone who has never engaged in it. Right. And, I mean, I guess that's understandable, but I also feel like just because you haven't done something doesn't mean that you have no idea what goes on. Right. Exactly. Right. It's not like you're like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a penis? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And on the other hand, I think, but this probably speaks more to some of the guys that I have interacted with. Um, I think that they see that I have a particular body type. This is a podcast, so the audience cannot see me. I'm kind of curvy. So people, I don't know why in their head that just equals, like, I don't know, sex goddess. So... <laughs> uh. So um, a lot of people tend to be surprised. It's like, wow, really? Because you would think that you have the you have everything there. Anything, anybody, a sex person's playground. Right, a sex <laughs> person's <laughs> playground. Like, oh my god, that is I the best no, way to describe. I have it. no other way to describe it. That's right. the only thing that came to my head. It's funny you say that because I'm half Asian and I get a lot of like, yo, you're so exotic, and you know, like Mulan and like weird. <laughs> shit can I say shit? weird yeah. shit in bars and stuff and on tinder uh but yeah there's this exp- like expectation that like I know what I'm doing you know right, right you know I don't know it's it's fun um <laughs> Alyssa what about you like have you had specific reactions or like responses that stick out to you about like having that conversation with somebody say I'm a virgin oh yeah. yeah I mean I'll never forget I was like on a date with somebody we was like driving around and we were talking about our dating history or whatever and I like I mentioned I like I don't have an on off thing, but like we didn't have sex during he's like, Wait, like are you a virgin? I'm like, Yeah and he's like, How old are you? I'm like twenty five and it's like he's like, really? How? I'm like uh, yeah, I mean like is it really that unbelievable that an attractive twenty five year old girl hasn't had sex? Like why are you so shocked by it? And he just was flabbergasting. He's just like, Oh, I I mean, I don't know. I'm like, Well, I'm sorry if it's a deal breaker for you. And he's like, No, it's not. I'm just like, I'm just so fascinated. I'm just like, No, oh, damn. That's just like, <laughs> what so, the, what? Yeah, I just like it. And I told my friends later, I'm like, Yeah, he made me feel like a freak show for it. Right. And I was like, slightly amused by it. Cause like, I mean, like, how else are you supposed to react that you're that close minded? I remember telling him, like, you know what? There are guys who are virgins too. Like, surprise, surprise, breaking news. He's right. probably like, <laughs> boy, bye. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's like, okay, who cares if that was a deal breaker for him? Because it feels like that was probably a deal breaker for you to have this guy, like, like you said, treating you like a freak show. Yeah. Which I mean, is like, I admit, like, what I'm doing right now in this podcast. Right. <laughs> We're all sitting on pedestals right, right now. Exactly. Just for, yeah. But only for anthropological podcast I reasons. I think it just it, takes someone to stand up, like, stand up though and say, like, look, you know, I am, but it doesn't make me a freak show or make me any different. Like, there are virgins all among you. Like, it, you shouldn't judge somebody off of their sleeping habits. Like, it doesn't matter how much you have sex or how little. Right. Your value as a human being does not change. And so here's a, I have no, like, statistics to back this up but it's just kind of like a 
I'm curious about your guys' opinion. Do you think it's possible that people are, that there are like more people that are virgins or people that are virgins later in life because of hookup culture and because of this idea that like people maybe aren't as likely to be in a serious relationship? Hmm. Hmm. Because I think, yeah, I mean, like, I have no idea if it's possible, but kind of what we were saying earlier, like, I think. Again, this is totally a stereotype, but I feel like a lot of women that lose their virginity in high school, it tends to be in the context of a relationship, like obviously not always, and like do what you feel, but I feel like that's a little more common when you're young, and I think there's been some evidence that like, oh, no one is having serious relationships anymore, or like even in college. I don't know. Wow, I mean, that kind of stumped me, but I think that there that there is something to that, that if a woman feels like she wants to be in a serious relationship, and or at least in a situation where she feels cared about or, and or respected, depending on your definition of those things, it can happen later in life because it is a huge thing that's all around us that where people seem to not want to have serious relationships men aren't really looking or we feel that men aren't really looking to be committed to one woman and it seems like there are also women who aren't looking to be committed to one man either Mm -hmm. so it's fairly it's very possible um cheyenne and Alyssa, what do you guys think sex is gonna feel like when you have it someday (laughs) um i think it's gonna be very awkward maybe a little painful (laughs) I, um, you know, I don't really want to think so much about the feeling. I want to think, like, it's going to be really cringy. But I hope whoever I'm doing it with is somebody I really, who I really love, trust, like, I'm okay feeling weak with. Because to me, like, sex is just being really physically vulnerable, which I'm not comfortable with. Whereas, like, I'm very happy to be emotionally open with people. Mm -hmm. So I just, like, hope we can laugh about it in the moment, like, get through it. You know, and, like, in the end, like, be like, I lost it to the right person, you know. might not have been really fun the first time, but... So, I don't regret it. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But almost tying back to what you said earlier, which is, like, the fantasy for you is more about the idea of having someone you really love than the idea of, like, doing it. Yeah, it's just the emotional connection. Like, to me, like, all physicality is just kind of, like, a way of expressing, like, how emotionally close you are to somebody. Right. And that's, like, why I can't just do a meaningless hookup. Right. Because I go out feeling empty. And so, like, I don't care what way it feels like if I, like, have that feeling of love and just, like, trust and not bond with somebody. That's more important to me. That's the memory I want to last, other than, like, the actual physical sensation down there. Right. Oh, that sounds so nice. It does sound so nice. (laughs) Cheyenne, what about you? What do you think it's going to feel like? Um, Are you talking physically or emotionally? Like, maybe both. Okay. (laughs) Well, if we're going to be completely honest, um, I think physically I'm going to be optimistic. I like to believe that I'll be really open and that it won't... And it won't feel terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, emotionally, um, again, I just like to believe that. I think that I tend to kind of be an open book. I don't really have too many qualms about being emotionally open or like letting my guard down. Not too much. And I think that, again, as if I'm choosing to do this, then it's with somebody who I feel cared about with uh, someone who I feel respects me and I think that once I can say that those things are in place then I think I'll be happy with the result and Cheyenne it doesn't I don't think you use the word love in your response it doesn't sound like do you feel like you need to be in love with the person that you sleep with for the first time I would like to be in love with them I I honestly think that Part of love is caring about someone and respecting them and I feel that you can't love me if you don't respect me and you can't 
respect me without loving me. I think it kind of goes both ways. Right, right. So, Malia, I want to ask you to tell us the story about losing your virginity. Um, But first, really quickly, I want to talk about um, one of my favorite things to talk about in the podcast, which is the box of style from the Zoe Report. Um, (laughs) Something just popped into my head of, like, losing your box virginity, which is, like, maybe a terrible way to tie this to what we're talking about now. (laughs) But the box of style, um, you guys all know who Rachel Zoe is, like, total fashionista. Um, She oversees the website, thezoereport.com, which is amazing content destination. And they put together this box of style. Style, which is a subscription service where you can get a quarterly box of really excellently curated goods picked out by Rachel and her team. Um, I tried out the spring box of style and it was amazing. Um, I got this cute little handbag that I'm literally carrying with me right now. Oh my God, I hope. Oh my God. Like I said, I think everyone's always trying to steal my purse. Oh, there it is. Okay, thanks. Phew. Um, a really cute little purse. Um, um, a full-size bottle of dry shampoo, a chic little bracelet, some headphones, lots of goodies. One thing I really like about the box compared to some of the other ones on the market is that all the products are full-size. They're really luxe. It feels like a great thing to buy for yourself or a really great gift for, say, like your sister's birthday, who you miss, true story, or maybe your bridesmaids or um, somebody else in your life. If you guys check out thezoreport.com slash Cosmo and use promo code Cosmo, um, you can receive $10 off your subscription. Um, I just want to spell that out really quick. Thezoreport.com, that's Zoe, Z-O-E, report the normal way, dot com slash Cosmo. Um, use promo code Cosmo and you can get $10 off. Finally, one other thing about it that I want to mention really quick is it's a quarterly box. So the summer 2016 box is if you buy it now, the next one you'll be getting in the mail. Um, Every box has a hero item that's worth at least $100. Um, And the hero item, I already got a preview of it from the summer box, is this super cute necklace from Love AJ, which is an an LA-based jewelry designer that all the little like starlets wear. sort of this like dangling choker style gold necklace it's so cute um a really sort of like luxe on trend piece of jewelry um i'm going like on and on about this but it's only because i really like it and think it's cool so that's all i'm going to say about that but the zoreport.com slash cosmo use promo code cosmo and get ten dollars off okay (laughs) i need to like take a deep breath (laughs) um but yes i love the box of style from the zoe report Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. Um, so Malia, losing your virginity, first of all, how old were you? 25. 25. Okay, so that, that was like two years after you wrote the article. Uh, yes, two something like that, yeah. Okay. So you said after you wrote, I'm just like setting the stage for you and then I'm handing it over to you. But you said after you wrote the article, you really started to feel like it was like part of your identity. So how did you go from really identifying as being like, I'm the virgin girl to doing it for the first time? Yeah, I after the article, I mean, everyone I knew then knew about it. Like I would go home to South Carolina and people would come up to my family at brunch and say like, your daughter, she, you know, she is, um, she's so together. You know, what was it? Chastity was the word that they used. Uh, I was like, oh God. Um, uh, So yeah, everyone knew. And so I thought about it a lot more. Like I was hyper aware about 
virginity and girls who hadn't had sex in a way that not everyone I think is um I think when you haven't had sex you're really attuned to other people who haven't had sex you're like oh like you too cool like we're the same um like in this room right now um and yeah but I think then I was because you have that this the sex thing to the side in a way uh I was doing a lot of my own personal growth I started running and I changed jobs and just was growing up and I think along with that I was thinking a lot about um I don't know what I wanted from sex um and for me it wasn't about being in love with someone more like being in deep like and respect with someone someone that I thought would get why I hadn't had sex um and who I would be comfortable with uh and so I had have a a blog that focuses on dating and I that that um, February, I got lunch with a friend, and he invited a couple of his friends. There, they were in town, and I met this guy who was older than me, uh, early thirties, and he also had a blog, kind of about relationships, which I read, and it, we had very different writing styles. He would write about listening to Bon Iver and biking in the rain, and like oh very gosh. emotional. And sorry, I just threw up in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Skinny love, um, and I, you know, but he was clearly a huge romantic he would talk about how he just loved being in love which is the opposite of me I'm like Daria and um, (laughs) and but I started talking to him because he didn't live in New York and we exchanged blogs and just talked about different issues and dating and he was coming into town um, that in the summer for a couple nights and asked if he could crash at my place. And I was getting treated for bed bugs. Not me, but my room, my apartment was, so everything was in bags. Um, and I was like, okay, you can come over and stay if you, you know, don't like, mind you can come over to my the bed risk. Bed bug ridden apartment. Right. Yeah. You, you know, you know, bed bug. That's actually a funny metaphor for sex. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I got to get bitten. Yeah. So, yeah, we just, we met up and we, after work and had dinner and we talked and I just kind of knew that he responded me and I also liked that I wouldn't have to see him again if I didn't want to because he didn't live there and it could kind of just be its own experience and give me that freedom to sort of move on um so yeah we went back to my apartment and I was like well you can sleep in my bed if you want I mean I don't know like whoa and then (laughs) I mean you don't have to there's a couch but it's covered in bags so and you're like it's everything in my apartment is conveniently covered in plastic yes so seriously I was like who (laughs) 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 um so yeah he's like cool cool so we get in my bed and then we you know I'm like in my matching pajama set because you know and I've brushed my teeth and taken off all of my makeup because I'm not I don't like have organic kisses with people and so this is so sexy I know (laughs) I am a very sexy person so we just started making out and you know things got steamy sort of um and you know I'm getting more anxious and and I always feel the need to tell guys especially if I've been drinking like hey by the way I'm a virgin like what do you think about that you know kind of like throw them a curveball and see how they handle it and so I was like hey yeah so <clears throat> I haven't had sex like uh, I should tell you that so then was he, he like do you mean today right? like, I was like <laughs> in my like, lifetime ever, ever. <laughs> uh, and so he sort of paused and was like really and then he's like okay all right and then he kind of lay back and he said well since we're sharing <laughs> I should probably tell you that I have erectile dysfunction. 
and I was like, oh, okay. Oh my god, I did not see this. Coming. Yeah, no, I mean there was no coming. Them, yeah. <clears throat> Um, so, poor guy. I've never talked about this. I really hope he's not listening. He probably is. He probably listens to podcasts about women. He definitely, he definitely does. To right. He uh, subscribes. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, no, he's a rock climber. You know. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, he damaged his balls when he was cycling across the country. Um, you know. Anyway. Damn. So I was like, okay. He's like, so you know. If you still want to and I would do this and I was like yeah but how well he's like I I have Viagra I could take half a pill and I was like uh well let's just see you know and he's like I mean pro is it probably won't hurt too much because I won't be you know getting hard, <laughs> stiff hard yeah I was like oh great so you know we the, the and, <laughs> hold on I want to pause this very hilarious yes. story which I never want to end because it's so good but god did you had you already decided like at the point where you're saying come over and stay at my apartment like did you already have the wheels spinning in your mind like this might be the guy yeah not it wasn't like super concrete but i was like this i had a feeling like this could be it you know like i kind of romantic and we'd been facebook messaging so like i could see that we had chemistry yeah yeah yeah. um if it if it hadn't happened i wouldn't have been shocked but i i could see the setup and like the i knew that my bed was the only available sleeping space (laughs) right that was free uh and at uh, the point you guys are in bed and like hooking up and like at some point did you make a decision like i feel comfortable with like going all the way with this person yeah and i kind of thought like when when is going to be the right time like how am i going to know it's the the right what is the right time i mean i don't want to wait till marriage and maybe if i have this freedom it'll then i'll be able to just like move forward and date more in a more relaxed manner because dating then and still now is slightly anxiety producing because you never know especially with tinder or apps like what their expectations are at the end of the date and you know what they're you know that always gives me anxiety and it still does but i thought that it might help alleviate some of that um pressure so so but, then he just like kind of like stuck his limp peen in you. Oh yeah, that's one way of putting <laughs> it. I mean, yeah, and I wasn't turned on because I was nervous, and so it kind of felt like a like a toilet paper roll was being, oh you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it's dry. It was dry. Uh, yeah, but yeah. so. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't. Uh, he didn't. He didn't finish, which is fine. I just sort of like we just like did different positions because I'd never done them before. Um, and then I think he maybe so it didn't happen. And then I think he took like half of Viagra at some point. This was very early in the morning, and I had to go to work, and then and I also catch a flight home to my parents for a week. Hey, hope they're not listening. Um, they didn't know, so obviously. And then uh, yeah, but eventually he actually he I think maybe because he took the pill he did finish the second go around I guess but I mean it was it was fine it wasn't great I I, I remember the feeling I had afterwards besides exhaustion uh, besides exhaustion was just like oh okay I mean it's not like I haven't used a super plus tampon you know <laughs> like you know what I mean like things have entered this area right. of my body before um, and it's not I don't know. I felt a little lighter, like this weight had kind of been lifted. Right. Um, but well, certainly also, yeah. it was something you've been thinking about all for the a time, long time or all the time. About. Right. Yeah. And um, but then yeah, it was it was kind of a relief, but then also kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa who am I now? What's 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 going to happen next? Right. Um, Did you like text your friends in the morning? Did you like what was your sort of 
response to all, you know, this thing you'd been thinking about for so long finally happening? Well, first I delivery ordered a breakfast sandwich to work. It was very important. Yeah. <laughs> it was like ravenous. That's an easy um, move. Sure. And then my my instinct is to text all of my friends, but then I was just sort of, so I wrote it all down, um, which is my, yeah. And, and then I sort of sat on it for a couple hours because it's, I wanted it to be for me, right. which is why I haven't really written about it yet. Um, and then I slowly started telling my friends, but I liked I liked to like cold text them like yeah, so I had sex, <laughs> uh, and then they're like what you're kidding right like that's not that didn't happen. And then I'm like no no, and then they're yeah, and then I I was flying home, so the next week I had to keep like sneaking into the bathroom to Skype my friend and be like here's what happened and uh, all of the details and yeah and just I was I was a little weird that week. It's hard to go to spending a week with your parents and they're yeah. wondering what's up with you and they're like, how's dating? When are we going to have grandkids? Right. You know, I'm like, oh, right. I hope not. Well, there was no chance of grandkids, really. <laughs> <laughs> like, based on that experience, yeah. it's going to be a long time. What surprised you the most about it? Um, Just how not a shock or surprise it was or how mm-hmm. I didn't feel too much different um, from how I already felt. I realized that I already felt confident. I already had things going for me um, that I liked about myself and I had, you know, and that didn't really change that. Um, I, it sounds like you had no shame ever about like telling people and you were saying like, you know, throwing it out there as a curveball when you were like hooking up with somebody. But I sort of think it's interesting in your experience when you finally did it, that you were revealing this secret about yourself, and it was like the guy kind of had a secret too. Yeah. In some ways, it's like I don't know. That's always true. It was kind of sweet. When you have actually. sex with strangers. Yeah. No, it was nice in a way because I think he felt that I was being honest, and then he was being. I don't think he always told women that, um, and so it ended up being kind of nice in its own way. So it's still like a story that I treasure. It's just not. I mean, there's no. It wasn't like a big. I, yeah, there wasn't a big. I don't know. It wasn't right. more than that. Um, I there yeah. wasn't like a parade and yeah. fireworks. Um, no, but Rose petals. Yeah, and I still. But I find that now, um, now that I've had sex, the period following it, I, I don't know. I kind of felt like, well, I'm also not measurably more experienced than I was before. It's not like I think there's this feeling like once you've had it, like damn, like you know everything. You're in the club, right? You're in the club. Yeah. Um, you must be having sex constantly. But I found like, oh man, like now I'm 25 and I haven't had sex and like until now and now there are these I feel these expectations to know what I want because I feel like I read things that are like you should know what you want and I don't always know that and that comes from experience so I entered a period where I kind of did a couple like casual hookup situations where I thought like I'll just go home with this guy a couple times and I'll just learn more but now I'm finding that actually I need someone like a relationship that's longer term and more serious so I can relax get to know that person and learn more about that so now I'm kind of back to square one where I'm having to more seriously date and push off sex. I thought when we were talking in advance of the podcast, I thought that was one of the most interesting things from your perspective of because of course it makes total sense. Like having sex with someone like one time or even having sex with the same person over and over again, like that doesn't automatically like it's not as easy to say like experienced or not experienced and I thought I think that you're right that that does get kind of like like oh like if you're a virgin you don't know anything if you have had sex like you know everything right it's like of course that's not right the case yeah and I think yeah I'm having to figure that out now um 
Yeah, but you know, it's it's in a way. It's even though I've had sex now, I still have very little sex, and it makes you a lot more considerate about who you you know choose to to do it with. Um, so yeah, I guess now I'm looking for love. Uh, yeah, no, uh, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Always kind of. Um, Cheyenne and Alyssa, we have to wrap up in just a few minutes, but anything about Malia's experience that shocked or scared or surprised or intrigued <laughs> or delighted bugs. you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole um, paper towel, was it? Um, oh, yeah. Visual didn't really sit all it's that well. It's not left. like that for everyone, I hear. <laughs> right. Like, I sincerely... Hope that, that no, that's sorry, I did not experience. mean to scare you. It's no, it, I think I for some of my other friends, it was a very like who lost at 25 26, it was like a much nicer. I think uh, I, I just have a lot of anxiety <laughs> personally. Sorry, understandable. You're asking, yeah. yeah, you're also a descriptive storyteller. Thank you. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, definitely refreshing. <laughs> oh god um uh, one other thing that i wanted to ask you guys about quickly before we wrap and Alyssa, this was inspired by a conversation we had where you basically told me that you don't really want to date a guy who's a virgin yeah is that true yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, mean, like, I don't want to like just like write off the entire population but i guess like my thing is like i don't know a lot about it and i'd rather be with someone who gets it and like yeah. can be more of a teacher and um yeah so like i mean like i know plenty of great virgin guys it's just like i don't and I, I hate when people are like oh we should like try to find you a nice like virgin guy because you are too i'm like but no like i don't want that i don't want to be judged by it i don't want to be like oh i have to date a virgin because i'm a virgin like i'd rather have somebody who knows what they're doing because i don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. and it would just be better for me that like you know have someone who like can lead the way and make me really feel like i'm in good hands you know I felt the same way, which is kind of funny. But I think that because when I like looked at the guy's blog and I saw that he'd had relationships, I was like, oh, cool. So like he's going to know what he's doing versus like all of the 18 year olds I dated in college who were like, well, right. Little did you know. Little did I know. <laughs> Very little. Yeah. <laughs> God, I really hope he doesn't listen. I mean, Damn. listen, you're very, you're a man. Don't worry. <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, I forgot to mention this. Well, Cheyenne, you said this, but I think Cheyenne and Alyssa, you guys both said you remember reading Malia's article in Cosmo years ago. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I loved it. Like, I actually, like, because I was, like, totally in college at the time. Like, I'm not, like, not to judge, like, the byline, like, the whole, like, help, I need someone to take my virginity. Right. I like knowing that there's somebody who's had a really cool job in New York who, like, didn't have sex. Like, you didn't have to have sex to be a successful, beautiful, accomplished woman. It didn't matter. And it's cool, like, to have done it myself. Like, made it to New York, and I wrote about it for Cosmo, too. And, and for Elle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get, I mean, it's so sweet. Like, whenever, I get emails from readers all the time who read those articles and just, like, look, you made me feel like I'm less alone. Yeah. And it's super moving because, like, it really, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't define you. It doesn't dictate your worth or anything. And it's hard because you're, like, in this culture, it kind of is just, like, sex, 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 sex. And, like, right. there's, like, slut shaming, but there's virgin shaming. And it's just, like, you just... I learned to separate myself and not define myself by it. And I just hope that my writing and just like being public about it makes other people do the same because you should just be confident and be you and have fun. That is such an amazing note to end on. Um, So thank you for saying that way better than I ever could. No, but that was the whole reason that we wanted to do this episode. And I know I was kind of joking that I was like, I'm pretending like, like, oh, it's no big deal. But like then I'm like grilling you guys and asking you questions like totally like you're fish in an aquarium. So I don't mean to do that. But I think the whole point is that I feel like 
you know, as much as Cosmo is a magazine about sex and relationships, that includes all aspects of being sexually active, including not being sexually active. And so I think it's really important as part of that conversation, like judgment-free zone to talk about all aspects of sexuality for women. And I love that you guys are so cool talking about this and so proud talking about it and also so like LOL talking about it. <laughs> um, so thank you. And I said this to Alyssa on the way here, but much like how you guys read Malia's article when you were young little things, I think someone will listen to this podcast and then in three more years work at Cosmo and remember all of you. So we're changing the world, guys. One virgin at a time. Yes. <laughs> One virgin. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Not physically. Okay. Um, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Elisa Benson. Find me everywhere at Elisa Benson. And if there are things you want us to talk about on the podcast, tweet me and let me know. See you next week. Bye. such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.